Hello, everyone, and welcome into the home office. I'm Craig D'Amico, and this is the latest edition of NEC Now. And today I'm pleased to be joined by an NEC women's basketball legend. She's the 2012 NEC Women's Basketball Player of the Year and a member of the 2010s All-Decade Team. We have former Sacred Heart pioneer, Callan Taylor. Callan, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. And we see you're representing. You've got the Sacred Heart jersey on there. I do. I do. <laughs> Rep it. Good, good to put it back on. <laughs> I, no, I was going to say, be honest. When was the last time you put on that jersey? Was it eight years ago? or? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> last game, I guess. Um, and actually, uh, I know one of pretty close one of the coaches on the staff, and they, they, uh, they sent it over to me. So um, that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Now, now, currently, Callan is an assistant coach for Manhattan, and they were riding a five-game win streak. They were red-hot rolling into their conference tournament when the sports world kind of stopped just about two months ago now. So, Callan, for the, the last two months since now in, in quarantine life, how, how are things going? How, how's uh, quarantine treating you? Yeah, you know, it's it's as good as can be. Um, you know, I I'm, was fortunate that um, I actually got to go home uh, for a good amount of time and spend some time with family again from Kansas. So um, being in New York, I don't I don't get home often. And so that was really nice. I got to spend, you know, some really quality time with my brother and my sister, my parents and niece and nephew. So um, that was kind of the silver lining of all of this for me um, was to get that, you know, that quality time with them. Um, and then just, you know, we're just still recruiting and, and working and trying to, to build our program at Manhattan. So, um, but yeah, things are good. Try to stay active as much as possible, you know, to stay sane. Um, but sure. yeah, just, you know, trying to stay positive and productive and just take it one day at a time. Well, well, it's good to hear that you're doing well and, and getting to that, get that silver lining, as you mentioned, and getting to spend time with the family. That's awesome. Um, let, let, let's go down memory lane a little bit uh, and talk a little bit about your basketball journey. Uh, and and it, it, I'm sure it started there in Kansas. Uh, at, at what point did you, do you remember, you know, when you were young and falling, first falling in love with the game of basketball? How did that come about? Yeah, so when I was really young, um, I actually played up with my sister. Um, my dad was the coach and um, just kind of, they needed an extra body. And so my dad just kind of threw me in and I ended up being like one of the best players or I guess. So um, he's like, wait a minute. Okay. So then I became a regular and um, my brother also played um, college basketball and he was, you know, a big reason why I got really into it. And, um, you know, we'd be out there in the driveway almost every night shooting and playing one-on-one. -on -one. So um, he's a big reason why I got into to playing and kind of really sparked that interest to play in college, seeing him, um, you know, compete at that level. So um, that's kind of how it all started for me. And um, yeah, just really fell in love with it at, at an early age and loved watching it. I was, I know I was a huge UConn fan growing up when they were in that, you know, their dynasty. So um, yeah, I fell, fell in love with it early, but definitely, you know, my, my siblings and my, my dad was, you know, really um, involved and, um, you know, really pushed me to kind of work hard and reach my goals. So. And I was going to ask uh, about your family, because from what I've read, you come from a very athletic family. So, so growing up in that environment uh, with all those athletes and in the family, how, how 
you know, their support and they're kind of pushing you and working with you. How important do you think that was in those early stages of, of uh, falling in love with basketball? Yeah, absolutely. My my sister was a professional ballerina and she moved, you know, away from home at a, at a young age to pursue that. So just to see her determination and, you know, um, will to be the best that she could really really inspired me at a young age. And, um, and then my brother again was a two sport athlete in college. Um, he played basketball and soccer. So um, to see him, you know, reach that goal, which is amazing. And my mom was a, a dancer. My dad was a college tennis player and coach. So um, yeah, we all, I think just have extremely hard work, work ethic. Um, that's something, you know, I've learned from both siblings and both parents just, you know, if, if you put the work in and, you know, and, and the determination and it, you know, it'll come and you can reach, reach your goals as, as much as you want. Now, now coming from Kansas, uh, how happy were you for uh, this past uh, winter, the Super Bowl, seeing the Kansas City Chiefs win it? Were you a big Chiefs fan growing up? Were you happy to see that? Yeah, so I actually debated on whether to wear a Chiefs um, shirt <laughs> or, a, or a Sacred Heart uh, shirt because I I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty diehard fan. I actually when they won it, I wore a, a different shirt every every day um, like to practice wow. work um, <laughs> to kind of celebrate. Um, but yeah, that was that was an amazing um, game in of, in of itself uh, to watch. But yeah, pretty proud. Um, you know, that did you get to go into any games at Arrowhead when you were younger? I I did. Yeah, I've gone to a few. Um, and I think the last one I went to was when I was in um, overseas. I think I was home around Christmas time and I went to oh, one wow. the day after Christmas. So um, yeah, it's, I mean, we're, we're pretty diehard fans in Kansas city. It's, you know, we don't have an NBA team. Um, so football is, is pretty big, pretty big deal. So um, it was fun to watch the parade and see everybody kind of, you know, gather around downtown and, it's just interesting how the timing, I'm glad, you know, the, they got to have that celebration before kind of all this, this struck. So it's true. I mean, when you think about it before all that, it was a pretty good winter. You were on the old, name to the all decade team chiefs win the super bowl. Manhattan <laughs> was heating up going to the conference tournament. So no, it was a pretty good couple months there in, in January and February for you. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, okay, 2020 is the year to do this. Um, <laughs> And it still could be, you know. I, it still could be, you're right. Positive. Like, oh, you know, say bad things about, you know, I'm like, there's still a lot of year left. Like, I'm, I'm staying positive and good things are, are coming. But, yeah, we, uh, we were playing our best basketball going into March. And um, it was unfortunate the way the season ended. And in the moment, you kind of are like, can we just play? Like, let's just play one game, you know. It can't be that, you know, serious. Right. And, Looking back now, obviously it was it was the right decision, but um, definitely hard when you work work towards something, you know, the whole year, and then it's just kind of ripped away. So, so that was tough. But hopefully, it's just motivation for our girls next year to come back even more hungry and and motivated. Now, now for you, you know, playing high school, you know, in there in the Midwest. Uh, ironically, you were recruited by the person who's now your boss, uh, Coach Vula, and helped recruit you. She was on the Sacred Heart staff in the late 2000s, uh, and she helped bring you to Connecticut. So, so talk a little bit about that dynamic and how you went from Kansas to Connecticut and how important she was in, in that, uh, that journey. 
Yeah, uh, so when I was kind of doing the college search, I, I wanted to get out of the Midwest. Um, I just wanted to experience something something new, a different part of the country. So um, I was looking at a lot of schools on the East Coast and um, in the South. So um, when Sacred Heart reached out and he you know Heather reached out, I, it was really intriguing. And um, you know that's one thing I've learned from her working for her is she she's a persistent recruiter and she's a great recruiter. Um, and it's something that's helped me you know now as a coach um, when I'm recruiting. But uh, yeah, and she's just so genuine in the whole relationship. I think it just goes to show that you know I I didn't even get to play for her and we still kind of kept that relationship and she kept in touch and would check in and you know um always that paid that paid off years later yeah. right? and then I, I was overseas and i was you know i'm finishing up my fourth season and i was like you know i think i want to start a career get into something more long term you know i uh, you know, I, I would love to play basketball for the rest of my life, but it's, that's just not realistic. So, um, you know, I thought about maybe getting into coaching and, um, seeing, seeing if I could, you know, go that route. So I reached, I actually reached out to her and a couple other coaches I had stayed connected with and, um, just seeing if they knew of any openings or anything. And she was, um, actually up for the head job in Manhattan. So she, wow. you know, if I, if I get this head job, um, I would love to have you on my staff. So um, the timing was just, you know, meant to be and, and it all worked out really well. So I, I, uh, when I got back from being overseas, um, decided to come out to New York and, um, and join the staff. So. I, I want to get more into um, coming into a coach and, and you're, you're, especially in this environment, you know, working as, as a coach in basketball. I want to get to that later on, but, but first I want to go to that 2019 because your freshman year, at Sacred Heart, may have been one of the greatest women's basketball teams in NEC history. 25 wins, 18-0, the, the fourth team in NEC women's basketball to run the table in the regular season, then win the conference tournament. And that team was loaded. Cosgrove, Sawinski, oh, yeah. a young Elisa Apo in her sophomore year, yourself, obviously. Uh, what, what, what are some of the memories, what are some of the things that come to mind when you think back of, of that team? Yeah, I mean, I was I was a little spoiled coming in, and again having teammates so great like like Lisa and Maggie and Caitlin, and um, you know the the upperclassmen that year were were such good leaders. You know, Steph Steph Ryan was a senior that year and battled through some injuries, and Kalia Kane was a great um, senior, and it was just I think the leadership that year was so strong, um, and the, yeah, playing with those girls it was so fun. It made my freshman year <laughs> obviously a lot easier um but it was it was fun to come in and, and get to start and um kind of be you know um an impact player right off the bat and um yeah I mean going undefeated in the conference it was it was awesome and have every game it was like okay it meant something and it was you know we we finally got to the point where we're like all right we're we're not gonna lose and um you know we had a chip on our shoulder and um you know, going into the NCAA tournament, we we made a run at Ohio State, and that you was you had a big game against Ohio State too. Yeah, that that's it's like such a blur now looking back. <laughs> I, I think I blacked out. I don't even <laughs> like remember. Well, I, would, I would imagine as a freshman, you probably you know had no idea you know what you were getting into. 
Yeah, I don't know if I just, maybe that's the naivety of it all, just not (laughs) like, oh yeah, here we go, we'll play Ohio State, you know, maybe, I don't know if that was helpful, I just kind of was like, you know, we have nothing to lose, let's go, and um, yeah, that was, to to be able to, to give them a run for their money, and play in front of that that sold out crowd um that was a an awesome experience and yeah definitely a highlight of of my of my four years at, at Sacred Heart. How, how difficult is it because you know we have a team like here in the NEC now Robert Morris that have made runs at, at 18 and 0 they've gotten deep like 13 and 0 you know 14 and 0 they've gotten deep into the season when you have that target on your back and everybody sees that zero in the lost column and everybody's coming for you for someone who's been there and has completed the task, how, how difficult is that to go 18-0 in conference play? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's every, everyone is, is ready to give you their best game, and they're going to do everything they can, throw out every type of you know, defense or offense to, to try to beat you. And um, I think, again, this, just the leadership and the veteran group that we had just really showed um, – us that okay we can do this and um just to go in every night with confidence and um even when things got tough and maybe we'd be down a little bit you know that group would be like hey no like this listen we come together this is what we got maybe it was a huddle or maybe it was a timeout that really you know changed changed the course of the game but um I just think the leadership was awesome and um it was yeah it's it's definitely difficult though and you know, there. I remember there were some really close games that year that, you know, that almost didn't make it an undefeated season. But um, it's just, I think you just, we finally just had a groove and we just knew what it took and and, and did it every night. Now, now you, you bookended your career. You won it as a freshman and then as a senior, you won it again. You know, in the, mid, the middle was still pretty good. You won a rebounding title and a couple of all conferences, but that senior year, 2012, you capped it off with another championship win. Uh, and, and, you know, that was a loaded team, too, when you look at it. You were obviously the veteran, but I had Katie Shepard, who solid guard. She went into coaching now. And uh, Gabby Washington, who developed into a big-time score. Hannah Kimmel was injured, but she was on the roster, another all-decade performer. So, you know, that team was loaded, too. What, what are some of your memories about that 2012 team? Yeah, that team, um, I think – you know, it definitely wasn't an easy road, and um, we just had a lot of people step up that year. I just remember, um, like, Alexis Campbell was a senior, and she, you know, defensively was, uh, you know, our defensive stopper and would hit big shots at big times and big moments. Um, yeah, Gabby really stepped up as a freshman. Um, so that's something that I remember is just we had a lot of – people that were kind of under the radar or maybe not so much in the spotlight like Lisa and Caitlin just um, step up and just really, you know, when the, when we needed them most um, really shine. So um, that was, that was an awesome year just because of that reason, I think, just because seeing, seeing the, you know, just the team chemistry and um, everyone just kind of fulfill their role and they knew their role and, Um, did it to their best ability. And yeah, we weren't perfect, but um, we just stepped up at the right time. And um, yeah, that was, you know, I was something that I was a goal of mine going into that year. Like I want to leave here with another tournament, uh, tournament championship and go to the dance one more time. And I remember I wrote on a note card, like I want to be player of the year. And so um, 
that was that and was you had checked off those, all those goals you were able to get yeah. all of them no that was that was a, a special year um just for for that reason too just to kind of end you know there's no better way to leave your school after four years than you know on a on a championship win and going to the ncaa tournament I want to take you real quick into my moment because I was at that championship game that year against Monmouth and I, I vividly remember, I, I can't remember specifically the play, but it was at the basket closest to the entrance of the pit center and you got hit. I don't know like, if you were going for a rebound or if you were driving the basket, but someone on the other team hit you and I could read your lips. You let out some words that I'm not going to repeat, but like I saw you fired up and I'm like, Ooh, if she's, cause I don't remember you being like an emotional fiery rah-rah type of player, but in that moment you were, and I, I looked at that and I said, Ooh, Monmouth is in trouble today. And they were because you, you, you didn't, you, you didn't let up on them. Um, you know, do, do, do you remember kind of getting ever like so emotional or were you more like a lead by example type player? Or how, how would you kind of, Define your define yourself in that regard. Yeah, I, I was definitely a, a lead by example. Um, I I think I you know was one that always put in the extra work and and girls and you know teammates noticed that and and followed along or you know I just I tried to give it everything I had every practice. Um, you know I was going to win every sprint or I was going to uh, you know my team was going to win every drill. So um, I think that was that was primarily how I led and I think. I, you know, my, my vocal leadership got better over, over the years, but, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you would even ask my staff now, like I'm, I'm known as more of the calm, cool and collected one, <laughs> um, on the bench, you know, I'm, I'll bring our players aside and, you know, just like talk to them. This is what we needed to do and clarify, you know, I'm, I'm more of the calm, but, um, yeah, I, I think that was something I was known for as a player. Like I, I didn't really let things get to me. Um, you know, I didn't, get too high or too low. Like I was always just kind of like steady and, and consistent. So um, I think that 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 tournament though, um, I just remember wanting it so bad. And um, and I'm, I'm extremely competitive, so don't get me wrong. Like even Absolutely. Though, you know, I think a lot of times people are fooled. They, they think they're fooled by how like sweet and, and quiet I am. But um, at the end of the day, like I, I want to win more than anything. So, and I, you know, when we do, we jump in practice now and, or we do drills and, and, you know, we're winning, like my team's winning, or I'm winning the, the, the competition or the shooting drill. So, um, so yeah, don't, don't get that mistaken. I'm, I'm still very competitive. And I, I just remember that championship, like wanting it as a senior so bad that um, I was going to do, do whatever it took for sure. Well, that definitely came through a mission accomplished on that. You, you guys certainly got that. I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if we were going to play some, like a fantasy basketball game, the 2009 team versus the 2012 team, maybe you're like switching jerseys, like in the middle of the game going, <laughs> I don't know how we would do that, but how do you think those two teams would, would match up? Yeah, I, I, someone actually asked me that um, before and I, I, I still think it would be a great matchup. I think I did ask, I was like, well, which team am I on? <laughs> um, but I, I think it would be a great matchup. Um, I, I just, that 09 team, I think would be, would be, would come out on top. They were just tough and um, they're just some really talented players. And again, I just think at the end of the day that that senior group, there was just that core was so strong. Um, that leadership just really, really took took us over the top 
when you have a zero in the loss column, it's hard to go against yeah, that. Yeah. Even even you know, eleven years later, um, I, I want to talk about uh, Ed Swanson. Uh, it was a, again continued to be a great winter. He was named to the NEC Hall of Fame this past yeah. winter. Uh, what what were some of the things that you learned from him that maybe you've now taken with you into your coaching career? Yeah, Oswani. He he was a lot of fun to to play for. Um, you know, intense, but um, I you know all coach all head coaches are and. <laughs> um, but no, he, I think he just was really kind of upfront and always just, you know, was very clear in his expectations. And, um, you know, there was no like, well, I don't really know what, what he wants from me or what to expect. It's like, you knew your, you knew your role, you knew what you needed to work on. Um, you knew like where, what you, what you did great. So, um, I just think, how he was always communicating with us, you know, he'd bring you into his office and say, Hey, listen, Cam, like, I need you to, to work on this, or I need you to be, a, you know, be more vocal in practice or something. It was just always the constant communication and um, just not, you know, not leaving anything to, to a question or, or uncertain. So um, that's something that, you know, I try to do with our players too, and just make sure everything's clear and, um, you know, I think our whole staff does a great job of that. You know, we're, we're not going to sugarcoat anything or, you know, um, we're just going to, you know, tell like it is, and this is what you need to do if you need to get more playing time or, or whatever the case may be. So, um, that, that's something that definitely sticks out, um, in terms of Swanee and, and he was, he was intense on the court, but off the court, he was very, very personal and fun, you know, yeah. he'd joke around and he'd laugh with you and, um, maybe poke a joke. So um, that I think that too, I think having a good balance is is nice, you know, especially from the head coach, um, just for them, you know, to feel like you can relate a little bit and feel a little com more comfortable around them and not like, oh, gosh, you know, the head coach. Um, so, so that's something too, that those are some things that, you know, I tried to remember and, and put into to my coaching. I don't know if, if you know this, or even if you do, I don't know if you could spill the secret, but do you have any idea of the hair care products that he uses? Because he, he has a Hall of Fame head of hair as well. I don't know if you have any insight on that. I, I do not. I think that was a, that was a four-year kind of, um, yeah, something, uh, something we were trying to figure out. But um, I, think, I think it just might be the amount of times he, like, put his hand through it. Maybe that's what created the volume. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. See, I, I, don't, I don't have that kind of luxury. So unfortunately, <laughs> I won't be able to take advantage of that. Um, I, I want to talk about the all decade team, obviously a, a huge honor, especially since your freshman freshman year didn't count. It wasn't even in this decade. Yeah. And then the, the three years were way at the beginning. So your body of work certainly stood the test of time over the course of the seven years after that. Uh, how, how special was that for you to, to hear that announcement this past winter that you were named to the all decade team? Yeah, it was, it was a, an awesome, you know, honor. Um, I remember we were on a road trip and I, I was on Twitter and I saw the men had their all, they announced their all decade team. And I was like, that is so cool. Like, I love how the NEC, like they do such a good job on social media and trying to, you know, um, interact with alums and just keep everyone, you know, connected. And, um, and I remember I, I actually um, was sitting with, a couple other assistants and I was like gosh I hope they do one for the women and I remember I remember telling them like I'm gonna be mad if I don't make this <laughs> competitiveness there's like, competitive talent again yeah <laughs> so 
um, they all started laughing and, um, you know, I, I read further that they were going to announce it a few weeks later. Um, so when it, when it came out, I, um, again, I was, I was really honored and, and humbled because there's been some really amazing players, you know, over the years in this league, but, um, just to see the recognition from other coaches and, and people, um, in the NEC is, it's just awesome to, to kind of see, you know, that was something too. And when I first got to Sacred Heart, I was like, I, I just want to leave a legacy. I, I want to, you know, I, I, I'm not, I wasn't ever like, okay, I want to break records and do all this. I was like, I right. just, uh, I want to leave a legacy. I want people to like, remember my name and, you know, and, and have that be a positive, um, thing. So that was definitely, definitely an awesome honor for sure. And, and I, we saw on social media the next day at practice, you were bombarded with uh, autograph requests from some of your players. <laughs> yes. Coach, and that's something about coach Mullen. Like she, you know, she, she doesn't ever do anything like, you know, subpar. It's like, it is to the top. Like she's going to go all out, all or nothing. And that's something I absolutely admire. And, um, she, yeah, so she printed out those pictures and had the girls um, kind of surprise me at the end of practice and ask for my autograph. So it was, it was pretty funny. Um, they're always making jokes, um, and, you know, about like, oh, Callan, you're such a legend or whatever. <laughs> and again, me being like, you know, I tried to be humble and kind of, you know, I was like, it was, it was a cool moment to, to see them all just kind of surround me and, and ask for my autograph. C certainly, certainly well deserved, though. Uh, as you said, your your body of work spoke for itself. It certainly stood the test of time over the course of the decade. So, well deserved honor uh, uh, for you. And and after that, as as you mentioned earlier, you had the opportunity to go play professionally overseas and, and get that experience. So, you know, what what was that experience like? Getting to to travel overseas and, and play in a bunch of different countries. Yeah, I mean that was some of the best, you know, experiences I've, I've had. And, you know, it was an awesome four years. Um, I got to, to travel to so many different countries and experience different cultures, you know, learn, learn another language and, um, you know, get paid to play basketball. So it was, it was, uh, you know, an experience. I'm so grateful that I got the opportunity to, to do that. And I'm glad I decided to, I know after my senior year, I was kind of on the fence, like, Oh, do I, um, I actually was, was thinking about going to physical therapy school. That was kind of another reason why I chose sacred heart. They have a really good, you know, Great program physical therapy and Absolutely. Um, got accepted into that program and was like, gosh, do I, do I do that? Or, you know, and then I started getting this interest uh, to play overseas. And I was like, well, you know, you can always come back and go to school, but you can't, you can't always, you know, go play basketball and, you know, that's eventually gonna, you know, you're gonna either be too old or whatever. So, um, so I decided to take that opportunity and best decision I made because I, I made some, you know, lifelong relationships, um, and just the experiences are, yeah, like, you know, to be able to live in, in some of the cities that I did, that's, you know, that's where people would die to vacation. So absolutely, um, to get to, to pay to live there and play basketball was an awesome experience for sure. What, what were some of the best dishes? What was some of the best food that you had while you were traveling and playing around the world? <laughs> so, uh, I, I lived in and played in Spain for two years, um, and they had some really good uh, cuisine there. Um, I know they have the the 
paella is like the rice dish and it's in a kind of like a, a skillet and uh, that was very tasty. Um, Portugal, I played there for a year. They had amazing food, um, amazing, amazing like seafood being right there in the ocean. So um, those were definitely two that, that kind of stood out to me. And, and, and of course the wines were great <laughs> over there too, but um, yeah, they're, they're every country. I, it was, that was something too. I loved about it was, was getting to just try different new things. I, I played in Australia and I got to try like crocodile and wow. Um, How was the crocodile? Kangaroo meat and stuff. So wow. Um, it was it kind of just, you know, they always say like, it actually did kind of taste like chicken. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. And then I, I played in Finland for a year and I got to try like reindeer and, um, just, you ate Rudolph. Oh my gosh, Callan, come on. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, I mean, that was just a cool experience in of itself was just to try the different, different cuisines for sure. Now you talked about it a little bit earlier, transition from, uh, playing and the opportunity to, to come, uh, into coaching. Um, as an assistant coach, you actually a couple of years ago had a chance to play against Sacred Heart. Um, and I think one of those games, you actually got to go back to the pit center. Uh, what, what were some of those memories? Were, I mean, were there any mixed feelings of having to go up against the old team? What, what was that like? Yeah, definitely. It was, I, you know, the when we played at the pit center, it was one of the first times I had been back there in, you know, a really long time. So just walking into the gym brought back so many memories. Um, and then I just remember sit, sitting on the uh, the opponent side, you know, those benches, like I'd never done that. So that was, that felt weird. Um, but it was, it was just, it was, it was different for sure, but cool to, to be back there and just all the memories just kind of, you know, just flood over and um, the nostalgia was um, just cool to reminisce and see some past, uh, you know, faces that I'd seen around campus. So um, definitely cool to be back and I mean that that campus is just exploding it's it's so, it's so cool. different right there's like new yeah. buildings popping up all over the place yeah every time I go back it's like a new a, a new dorm or a new building so um yeah good for them it's it makes you feel good like a proud alum you know <laughs> when you see that for sure proud, proud alum but at the same time you know upset at Katherine Haynes for all that she did against you guys uh, in, in those two games she, she had some pretty good uh, again I think a double double in one of them yeah. um, so you know when um, you're in this current situation that we're in we talked a little bit about it earlier maybe you could let the audience in what are some of the challenges now you know from home not being able to go out and have a normal off season in coaching how is is all this different from from a usual off season right now yeah, so, you know, the spring and summer is, is a heavy recruiting time. So that's, you know, first the spring, we that's a, you know, a time where we would have recruits come on and visit the campus and show them around, um, get to know them, you know, have them get to know us. So not having that time and then the summer recruiting, um, you know, to evaluate some more kids, um, you know, that's definitely difficult. We just but, you know, we do a lot of Zoom, you know, or, or FaceTime with recruits. But um, also just from our own team, like the – we love player development. Like that's something that we we put a lot of focus in. And um, Coach Vulin gives us a lot of ownership with kind of our position groups. So um, I work with the post players now and um, just, you know, not to be able to have a postseason and, and work with them 
um, and, and try to get them better and, um, and maybe not have a summer to, to work with them even more, you know, that's, that, that's, you know, not fun for us. That's kind of the best part of our job is just to get, to get in the gym with, with our girls and, and work with them. So I'm um, just trying to be, be creative on how we now do that kind of play development, whether it's, you know, Hey, let's, let's read this together or, you know, let's watch this film or I'm going to send you some clips or we're going to do something virtually. Um, so we just have to now be creative and, and try to, you know, exhaust all different outlets and, <laughs> and things. But um, I, you know, it's, it is what it is, but um, yeah, I, I can't wait till we can get back in the gym with with our girls and and I, I just miss that miss them and miss their faces. Like we spend as a Division One athlete, you know, program, you spend a lot of time together. So um, it's it was weird for the first couple of weeks and months, not even you know, not getting to see their their faces or be around them. So um, I'll definitely be excited to to get back in the in the gym with with our team. I think we're all in the same boat. We're all can't wait. <laughs> we're, we're all going to be so excited to, to get you guys back out there. Um, and, and I guess, you know, just to, to bring it to a close here, you know, what does the future hold for you? Obviously the immediate future is getting ready for whatever, whenever the next season is, but um, you know, down the road, staying in the, the coaching ranks, working up the coaching ladder, is that something that you have your eyes on or, or, or another area? Yeah. I mean, obviously like I'm so committed to this program and uh, Manhattan and really just want to see it flourish and reach its potential. And I think, you know, we've got um, a, some great years ahead of us. I think, you know, this year obviously again was, was a bummer how it ended, but um, I think we're going to even come back even stronger next year and the years to come. So I'm excited just to help to continue this program build um, and get to the top where, where I think we can get, um, get to. So um, that's, that's kind of my, you know, my immediate <laughs> um, goal. And um, yeah, I, I'm someone that just kind of takes it one day and one, one week at a time. I don't um, try to get too ahead of myself, but yeah, I definitely just, you know, I love coaching. I love what I do and just staying in it and wherever that leads me, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, well, you know, certainly you, you wear the green for Manhattan right now, but as you see from her jersey, she still bleeds the Sacred Heart red at heart. <laughs> so, uh, Callan, thank you so much for taking a few minutes, spending with us today, and, and, and best of luck in the future. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was great. That was Callan Taylor. I'm Craig D'Amico, and this has been NEC Now.